When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good afternoon from Richmond. Awesome to see a great crowd here on hand with us today. 70 years of racing here in Richmond. Got a long day ahead of us, but I'm ready for the grind. I know I got the right people with me to do it too. Good luck, boys. Get us another Richmond trophy. Nobody, in my opinion, has rise to the occasion better than Ryan Blaney. That's 40 on tires. You're still gapping everything by 12. No fans, brake shake. Loose is all fans did nothing. My brakes are taking my wheel out of my hand. Yeah, uh, green check right here. Great job, Blaney. Ryan Blaney, man, he's making it look easy early on here. Green, green. Got a break, man. Holy. Everything is a little bit better. Uh, Goes around. I have no idea what happened to deserve that. You just bought me into him. Yeah, Tim Horty's a damn squirrel anyway. Well, that sucks. Oh, really? 
maybe not necessarily the caution flag they were hoping for that quickly. Coming green, William Byron up front with Daniel Suarez. They and Austin Dillon did not pit. Gaps about six, be it smart. The 19th, he is committed to do this at one stop as opposed to two stops. I feel like we're on the opposite strategy as earlier. Yeah, we are on the opposite. We'll be fine. Close to 18. He's going to remove the tape. There's 200 laps to go. We put brake tape on it, missed it, hit the grill, and then just black line for it now. Hit this stop. Hit this stop. It is a convoluted race right now because of all the varying strategies that are taking place. 11 fresh tires, one off you, guard the bottom if you can. For the win, you got to catch him again. Carl him up. This is the first one on that second pit stop strategy there. The 11, and he's 14 seconds back. When you keep this pace, we're going to win the race. Believe it. Uh, the 24 is not pitching. He's three seconds ahead. All right, team. Put together some clean ones. We'll get to it. 12 more. Denny Hamlin almost a second quicker than William Byron. All right, James, you're on the same straightaway as him. Let's get it. That 11 car is extremely fast. 19 feet through the 24. The next car up is the leader. Pass coming outside the 11. Tire. Clear. All clear. Hamlin to second. Five to go this time. Five. Here it is. Hamlin clears Byron. Now Kevin Harvick is on the bumper. Still by three here. One more. Kevin's got to run. Do what you got to do. Do not overdrive. You're good. We'll not get there. That's one hell of a drive there, D.A. The streak has been broken. Second flag for Hamlin. All right, baby. That's a big one right there, boys. Speechless, Sam. Hell of a job. Tracks back here on tracksbackradio.com. Don Hall, sort of here. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of here uh, with you again this week. And with me, as always, my co host from racedaysa.com, Mike Haig. Mike, I hope you sound better than me, honey, because you're going to have to carry this bit for us. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, your voice is about gone, and it's that time of year when all the Everything's in bloom, and um, those spring allergies kick in. And uh, man, it seems like uh, you you said you told me earlier you you feel good, you just don't sound good, and um, your voice is uh, almost gone. So uh, oh, hopefully we can get through this show, and I won't lose mine either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Now this is my sexy radio voice. It's like with oh, the you, you know the smoke two packs of cigarettes. You yeah, know, the day I know. <laughs> I I need to be like doing a rock station with this voice. Oh yeah, we're gonna try to get through it. I I feel great, and you know yeah. when I talked to you just a couple of hours ago on the phone, I sounded a lot better than I do right now. But I told you for for whatever reason at night it just starts. It really starts to go. And last night I had nothing, so this is this is definitely progress. So. Uh, I've got a, what are these? Um, green tea with echinacea, Ricola, sugar-free Ricola in my mouth. And well, good. You, and you got lots of audio and you got I a sure, Yeah, I sure do. And uh, we came off a great, another great weekend of racing uh, this weekend, this past weekend, Don, we were at Richmond. I know you said you got a chance to see part of the race and it was uh, kind of a snoozer, I, I think. 
I was going to say, yeah, I <laughs> I hate to say it, but I did fall asleep um, during it, and I woke up and caught the end of it. But I was actually kind of disappointed, too, Mike, I have to tell you, with the, the, the fans there. I really expected more fans at Richmond. I don't want to get into it too much, yeah. mainly because I can't, but... Uh, tonight, but I think it's something that we can definitely talk about. You know, you always get these fans who talk about, oh, we want North, you know, North Wilkesboro or Wilkesboro back, and we want um, Rockingham back, and these these tracks. Yeah, more more short tracks, you might say. Right, and they want the nostalgic tracks back. But the problem is, the reason the tracks went away, or those tracks went away, was because of lack of people coming to the races at them. It had nothing to do with anything else. They just, they weren't selling out. And there was other tracks at the time, like Texas and other tracks that were selling out. So they gave yeah. those races. Well, I ha- I've been to Richmond. I mean, Texas is the one track I've been to the most. Richmond's probably the second most. Um, that mm-hmm. I've been to, I've been there numerous times and it's a great track to go to. And those stands, they just, I was really disappointed in, in the, you know, and, and that's the kind of yeah. thing we're going to lose tracks. Why, why go to tracks if people aren't going to go to them? If, if hell, if an LA Coliseum is selling out, let's get that on the schedule. Yeah. I can't figure out why, because, but, but then the TV ratings were up. So yeah. I guess everybody's staying home watching the, the race on TV, not going to see it in person. Yes, so and you know it was college basketball March Madness, well, you know, and stuff. But I mean, I know that they still dominated the ratings and all. But yeah, it was better at Martinsville this week. But um, but it was it was weird because I expected better racing after what we saw at the Coliseum. Yeah, I I thought the same thing. And one of the things, Don, you know, that I'm looking at, uh, well, you know, first off, let's just say Denny Hamlin gets the win, and. Um, yeah. He came on strong there at the end and passed William Byron with about five laps left to go. Um, he gets the win. I was, got a few stats on him, but I want to just run through the top ten real quick. Uh, when you look at the top ten, Don, you know, this year we've been talking about new guys and new faces in the top ten. It kind of reverted back to the old guard of uh, veterans, you might say. Uh, Kevin Harvick finished second. William Byron, who was leading there toward the end, he ended up in third place. Martin Trix, who had a pretty good run uh, Sunday, uh, was fourth. Uh, good finish for him. Kyle Larson was fifth. Chris, Christopher Bell was sixth. Ryan Blaney, seventh. Alex Bowman was... So anyway, Kyle Busch was ninth, and Austin Dillon was ten, tenth in the, in, in the, to round out the top ten. And Don, you know, for Denny, this is his uh, fourth win at Richmond. And he also, uh, when you look at Joe Gibbs racing, they, believe it or not... They've won six out of the last seven races there for Joe Gibbs Racing, and all four Joe Gibbs drivers finished in the top ten. And so, uh, man, Joe Gibbs Racing had a pretty good run on Sunday. I'm wondering if these guys are starting to figure out this car now. You know, we have we've seen some of these veterans struggling the first few races, but we have um, an, another different winner. So, what is that? Six or seven different? Seven. Uh, yeah, seven different. races and seven different winners so far. And another thing I noticed on on the stats of this race, Don, when you go down and look at the um, lead changes, there were only seven drivers who swapped the lead, and they did it 13 times. So there were only 13 lead changes among seven drivers. We've had in previous races a lot more um, uh, drivers take the lead, and there were only five cautions so uh, for 35 laps. So we had a lot of uh, green flag runs, long green flag runs, and I think that's what kind of got people a little bit maybe disinterested in the race. And 
where the comments that were being made that it was kind of a snoozer, kind of boring. And, and we really thought going into the race, when we you and I previewed it on our last week's show, we had really thought that the um, racing would be a lot better in the sense that uh, with this car on a short track, especially with what we saw, you know, at the Coliseum and everything. And, and now going uh, after this week, uh, we go to Martinsville in Bristol's uh, dirt track. But we really thought we were going to see a better race. And um, so I'm hoping... That was just a Richmond thing, and I'm hoping that Martinsville this week, the race is on Saturday, Saturday evening, I believe, and I'm hoping that um, we're going to have a, a much better uh, beating and banging and a closer, tight, more tight racing is what I'm trying to say. We say that this car takes a bigger beating, so this car, it, it might be absorbing more, but then at the same time, I also wonder if guys were driving more cautiously because this car is probably going to be the same car that's used at Martinsville and possibly Bristol as well, because these drivers or teams just don't have a lot of vehicles in order to, to yeah. be using. So exactly. But we do have some audio post-race uh, ceremony there that, that they do on the front straightaway. So the first one we're going to hear is uh, this is all courtesy of NASCAR and Fox, uh, Jamie little with the uh, winner's interview down on the uh, front straightaway with Denny Hamlin. So here's what uh, Denny had to say as soon as he got out of the car. That is about the most pumped up I have ever seen Denny Hamlin. First off, Denny, where did you come from? Yeah, it was just a great strategy there and just drove, drove as hard as I could. And just so proud of this whole FedEx Camry team. Um, man, just never given up. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind, maybe just a little, but, uh, you know, they got this car right there towards the end. And, uh, wow, just unbelievable. Denny, it hasn't been an easy start to the season. Not even a top 10 through the first six races. What does this win mean to you, to Toyota, just to kick things off here at your home track of all places? Yeah, I talked to you before the race. You know, we needed a data point. We needed something, uh, a good run to kind of balance ourselves on other tracks. And obviously, I think we got it here. All right, so much for that talk of the young guys. Look who's in victory lane. It's Denny Hamlin. And, Don, what a great victory for Denny Hamlin. I mean, you know, in the first six races, not even finishing in the top ten. I know, that's a crazy un- stat. Yeah, and it's been unlike him this year to be like that. And I think, um, you know, he's had a little few distractions with the um, other team, the 2311 racing. You know, they've got Bubba and Kurt, Kurt Busch now, and um, that's got to be, uh, <laughs> you know, just a handful right there and then you have to worry about your own car that you've been running with joe gibbs racing for all those years so the 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 poor young man's got a lot on his plate and i think um he finally um you know got it all together and and did a good job wheeling the car this weekend and everything i was i was real pleased with his performance gets into the chase or at least the chase the playoffs and so now he punches that ticket and we have um seven drivers that are in the playoffs right now and nine spots left that are open. So uh, who, who knows who, you know, who's going to win next. And um, a this, lot this... more races than nine races left. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, your thoughts about Denny? Well, um, you know, pit strategy played a big part in that too. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it was a great call by his, by his crew chief and team. I, I mean, I knew it was a matter of time for him you know, to get to victory lane. I didn't know if he would get it at Richmond or, or if it would be Martinsville because he's really, really good at Martinsville. So we'll see. We'll see uh, Saturday night how that goes. But so it was a um, – tell me, I'm, I could be wrong, but it was a huge weekend all around for 
uh, Gibbs Racing in general and Toyota, I think they swept all the series uh, over the weekend, if I'm not mistaken. And it was a Toyota-sponsored weekend as well. So great things for Toyota and for Joe Gibbs. Yeah, and how about Ty Gibbs over there on the Xfinity Series? I mean, that young man is on fire this year. And and we're going to hear from Coach Joe Gibbs in a few minutes. Uh, I had some audio uh, from him. So, um, But, uh, you know, looking at the um, – the the top three finishers, um, we had Harvick finishing second, and uh, this was a really uh, good finish for him. He like just like Denny Harvick's been struggling this year mm-hmm. with this new car and everything. So uh, here's what Harvick had to say. Again, this is uh, audio courtesy of Fox and NASCAR. And this is uh, right on pit road right after the race on Sunday. Here's Harvick. One of our veterans today with a very strong run, Kevin Harvick. The end of the race, you were chasing him down. You were right there. Just fell a little bit short. Yeah, just really proud of everyone on our Mobile One Ford Mustang for uh, just staying in there and doing, having a great strategy and doing everything that they did all day. It's really the first clean day that we've had all year. Cars have been fast and, and um, had a shot there at the end. Just I wanted to be close enough with the white to just take a swipe at him, but... Um, yeah, the lap cars there kind of got in the way, and I lost a little bit of ground. But still a great day for us, and, and just um, hopefully a little momentum in a positive direction. Nice job, Kevin. Thanks. And, again, that momentum in, momentum in a positive direction, and I think that's what Harvick definitely needed, Don. He needed a good, strong finish. I mean, I, I think if that race was a little bit longer, um, maybe he might have gotten around Denny. I mean, he was coming on strong there at the on the last lap there, and he uh, – so he Kevin gets the second place finish, and um, that's got to be a good confidence booster for him going into Martinsville track that he's done well at before, and in Bristol the week the week after. I know it's dirt, but Kevin can drive a car, and maybe this is what's going to propel him to get his first victory of the season. Well, and this week there was talk about Kevin Harvick not wanting to quit racing anytime soon. He's he signed a two-year, I think it was a two-year. Uh, contract that would take him through 2023 there with Stuart Haas Racing and basically says he's he's got no plans on quitting anytime soon. So this weekend it was a snooze fest race on an old track and it was the old guys that came out <laughs> and, and, and ended up doing really, really well. Up. But Truex is, uh, the, we have audio from Truex uh, next and he, um, you know, fourth place finish was good for him. He was running really good. He had a strong car and so here again, here's what Martin had to say on the uh, pit road right after the race on Sunday. Martin Shrek Jr. strong all day long in the 19th car, battling at the end. You had the leader in your sights, and then the guys with tires came behind you. How frustrating is that to have so many strategies? Uh, yeah, I mean it's frustrating. That's part of it here. You know, it's part of it was part of the whole day, and obviously we uh, we did good there for a while. Let's try not to get run over here by the 11. So we might want to come this way a little bit. Yeah, I mean, uh, James did a great job all day with strategy, getting us up front, getting us the lead. Our auto owners, uh, Camry TRD, was just super fast out front, super fast in clean air. You know, at the end there, I think we just tried to gamble and um, tried to gamble on beating the 24, and then he ended up doing our strategy, which we both screwed up. So, um, you know, obviously heads up the other way. I think we had the best car, but it doesn't matter. So I'm just overall just really proud of our guys and, um, you know, obviously a big step in the right direction from Phoenix. and. Completely different, uh, completely different mindset coming here, um, and after after today, what we can do going forward. So excited about that! Just thanks to everybody, at TRD, Toyota, and uh, everybody back at JGR for working their butts off. Very strong day for Martin Truex Jr. And it was a very strong day, Don. And I think he, um, you know, uh, if you listen to him and kind of think about what he's saying there, he's uh, a lot of 
confidence coming out of him and, and hope <laughs> because, you know, he, uh, he hasn't had the, all the best luck either this year. And, and, uh, but I think we're going to see him in victory lane before too long. I think he'll be in the playoffs for sure. And, uh, it's just a matter of time. And with Martinsville coming up, I mean, that's a track that he runs, uh, very well. And I believe has had some victories there. Oh yeah. Yes, he has for sure. We talk about these guys that have all kinds of things going on, you know, or that might not be focused, like a Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick and stuff. And, you know, I think we leave out Martin Truex Jr. a lot of the times, and it's like, God, out of any of them, I'm not saying that kids and wives and businesses and stuff is not important, but this man daily is, has to deal with his, his girlfriend, his longtime spouse, you know, girlfriend there. In her health conditions and how well she's doing. And it's like, I mean, I'm not saying that anybody's struggles and stuff are worse than others. But you know what I mean? I mean, it's it's all he's another one that we we forget has a lot on his plate as well in his personal life. So it's always good to see Martin Truex Jr. do well at the at the track. So um, I was glad yeah. to see that. So Def, definitely uh, glad for that and for Joe Gibbs racing. And speaking of Joe Gibbs, you know, Joe Gibbs is a, is a guy Don, that I've grown to like. I tell you, yeah. I back in the day when he was a coach for the Redskins, I was not a Joe Gibbs fan at all. <laughs> you know, growing up a kid in Texas, you know, I was a Cowboys fan, uh, Tom Landry and, and uh, exactly. all, all the guys back then, you know, back in the, back in the day, you might say. And, uh, but Joe Gibbs, when he came on the NASCAR scene, I think he really brought that football mentality into his race teams. And, man, the guy's been successful. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've, you know, inducted him into the Hall of Fame at, up at Texas. And uh, I've heard him speak many, many times at different events at Texas Motor Speedway. And the guy just a lot of motivation and everything. So at the post-race uh, press conference, uh, he was there along with Martin, I mean, uh, Martin, uh, Diddy and his crew chief. And uh, they asked him the question about doubling up, the the, the double up win with uh, with the Xfinity win on Saturday and the cup win on Sunday. And so Joe Gibbs uh, was real pleased. So here's what uh, old coach Gibbs had to say uh, Sunday afternoon. I can tell you this. We love coming to Richmond and we got so many people here that uh, we know and for us and the football world and all that so it's really for some reason when we come here i say it's probably our favorite place to come if you want a victory i'll put it that way and so we feel good about it and you know i'm just thrilled to have a chance to win at a place like this where there's so many great fans and so many of them we've been around for a long time so we just appreciate coming here. And Don, you know, when you look where, where Richmond's located, it's not that far from D.C. And so there's that, you know, that's that's what it's Redskins. Well, it's not Redskins anymore. It's the what is it? The Washington um, Rebels or whatever. I don't even know what they are. They're not Rebels. They're I don't even know. I don't pay generals or, or I don't know what they, or something, or I don't something know. like that. But anyway, basically, he's in Washington country, the whole East Coast. I mean. Pretty yeah. much, we're right there. And I say East Coast because you know, again, my my views on we're in the South. This is the South. I know people like up in Virginia like to think that they're Southerners and that they're from. No, you're not. You're, you're <laughs> East Coast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, before like the Carolina Panthers moved in and mm-hmm. Tennessee Titans and some of these other teams, you know, over there. I mean, really and truly, that was it. I mean, Washington fans. 
that's why you see like Dale Jr. and others. I mean, they are huge Washington Redskins fans because that part of the country, um, that was Supported. the closest team. I mean, really and truly until, yeah. until the Panthers and stuff moved in. So, yeah. I, and, you know, Mike, you we were talking about people being distracted. And if you think back to when Coach Gibbs first came into to NASCAR and racing, and, of course, you know, I know he had JD and others, you know, they're helping him that were really kind of – um, more so running the, the racing side of things. But, you know, there was time when he was doing double duty and he was still yeah. coaching and he was, yeah. and, it, and it seems like the, the more his team got success on the NASCAR side of things, the more focus he started to deliver on. And that's when, you know, you kind of saw him walk away from football and really, and then from that point when he walked away from football, Gibbs racing really took off in my opinion. It, it really did. And, and, uh, and then his grandson, you know, Ty is racing in the Xfinity series and coming on strong. And when they were interviewing the, the young man on Saturday, I was like a bunch of those guys. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> These guys are like, they're in middle school. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he looks like a little baby. He's so, he's so young. They're all so young. A lot of those Xfinity drivers. But overall, I thought Richmond, you know, could have been better. Um, wasn't my favorite race of the year this year. If there's one that I had to put down toward the bottom, and if I wanted to rank them, I would say it was this one. But I'm hoping that Martinsville this weekend, we have all three series. And right now, as we're recording, we're recording on a Thursday night, and the truck race is on, and William Byron, who I just got through talking about, is leading the race that's lap 135 of 200, and they're in the um, they're racing. It's called the Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief 200, and uh, so that's uh, that race is tonight. And then tomorrow, uh, dawn is the um, Xfinity Series. It's the Call 811 Before You Dig 250, powered by Call811.com. Wow, <laughs> it's a long one. And that race is, will be on at uh, 8:30 our time at 7:30 Eastern. As a person of one. Of one a million five hundred one thousand dollars that they're racing for. Now I don't want to talk about the purse in a minute because I'm going to give you the difference between the uh, the three purses. Well, actually, the truck truck drivers are racing for six hundred and ninety three thousand dollars. Not the win, but that's what the, what the whole purse is. Uh-huh. Xfinity is one point five million basically, and um, the tomorrow's races will be on FS1 if you're watching on TV. Then the cup race on Saturday night is going to be again at 7.30 Eastern. So that's uh, 6.30 our time, right? I will be, yeah. be I will be very interested to see the ratings this week because I'm going to throw one more set of eights out there for you. Because the 88 will be on the track Saturday. Dale yeah. Earnhardt Jr. will make his one and only appearance this year racing in the Xfinity Series for Junior Motorsports. Uh, he likes there to race there at Martinsville, and he will race there at Martinsville. And Mike, I'll be interested to see the attendance, how the attendance is there yeah. at Martinsville for that Xfinity race, and also just the TV ratings because Junior goes into a car and races. Usually, ratings go up from there. So yeah, you're right, and uh, they're going to be uh, racing for six million six point nine million dollar purse uh, so that's the difference between the the cup the 6.9 million for the cup 
and uh, 1.5 for the Xfinity. So there's a big difference, but that's because of sponsors and all the contingency sponsors and everything. But that race is going to be on FS1 as well. So um, they won't be on the Fox network. So that's another thing, you know, it'd be interesting to see what the TV ratings does because, um, you know, not everybody subscribes and has the uh, the, the cable or, or satellite or whatever they, they have, but it's on FS1. And that's going to be the uh, Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief 400. So that's Saturday night. I'm looking forward to it. And um, it's, uh, you know, the, the, we, they call this track the paperclip because from the air, it looks like a big paperclip. It's yeah. long straightaways, tight turns. And we, um, we go back to the Coliseum race. We saw some close racing there. And I'm, I'm kind of wondering, Don, if we're going to see that at Martinsville with it being a little bit tighter than Richmond, you know. I don't think you have a choice but to have close racing in Martinsville. There's not enough room. So, yeah, but we might see some more action. And, Mike, yeah. you know, this race at Richmond, too, is a day race. And let's face it, the day race usually isn't as good as the night race at Richmond. That's um, true. Either. So, well, I don't know. You know, and speaking of that, one of the best races I ever saw there on TV was the IndyCar race at night. They I, I remember, I, I'll never forget when I first saw that IndyCar race at Richmond. I about fell over. I'm like, what? How? <laughs> And they put on a hell of a show. Yes. And I don't think they've been back in, since then. Mm-mm. And that's a shame because that was a great event. Really, really great event. But speaking of Martinsville, um, media availability this week that they did with A.J. Allmendinger. Uh-huh. And he um, he was asked a question about, um, you know, about how the car is going to do on this track and what, what does he think of the track. And then the follow-up question is, how does he manage, how does he manage the chaos? Of all the beating and banging and everything. Because I tell you what, a lot of these drivers will get their feathers ruffled, you know, and, and get their feelings hurt and everything in the, at this this track. And a lot of feuds come out of it. So here's what uh, the Dinger had to say this week about Martinsville. It's the rhythm of it. it it's, it, it's, to me, the closest road course oval that you have in the sense of the way you break and uh, the rhythm you get into the corners and uh, just everything that goes with it. Obviously, you're not shifting. Uh, maybe on the cup side of it, we shift this weekend. I'm not sure, but it, but just that, just the the way it races, I love it. Uh, it can be a challenge if, if you miss the setup. It, it's it's a tough place. You can't hide. You can't get out of the way. Uh, and it's mentally grueling because you know a late race restarter. You can run, you know, a perfect race, and you, you can just a restart, especially. Uh, can get chaotic and you cannot get a finish that you feel like you deserved all race. So it's mentally grueling until the checkered flag falls, but I I've always enjoyed the racetrack. It's something that I've kind of grown to right away and, and love showing up and, and racing at it. So I'm really excited that I get to race two races this weekend. Uh, I mean, it, it's, it's one of those things where you have to be aggressive, no doubt you, you track position so critical, but you have to be patient in in that way and it's a little bit like a a road course uh but passing a lot a lot more difficult uh you got you just got to pick and choose your times of when you can be aggressive you know first you have to have a car that has the speed to be aggressive but you know if you do you have to be patient at times and and you know if you kind of rough somebody up early in the race you know if they get back around you and and things like that late in the race it's going to come back to you so it's really tough that's where the mental side of it really comes from because it is, a, it's just, it's grueling because you're always around cars. You get frustrated real easy, uh, but you, you just, 
if you take it out on somebody early in a race, you're going to get it paid back to you. It's, it's such an easy place to have a payback. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's first things first, you just see how much speed you have in practice. And then you kind of set your mind to that. Can you be on the offensive or can you, are you going to have to be on the defense all day? And, and that's kind of changes at least my attitude about how I'm going to run the race. And there you go, Dawn. So uh, patience is going to be a virtue for some of these guys, I guess. And uh, we'll see uh, what happens. But uh, Martinsville always provides plenty of action. Well, you know, everybody's going to be watching for uh, Ross Chastain and, and Dinger there, uh, see if anything happens. But, yeah, that's, those are usually payback tracks. So um, always, always fun. But we'll do our picks here at the end of the show like we always do. But yeah. to give you a little bit more time to think about who you – uh, who you yeah. want to go with for Martinsville. And one of the things I wanted to say about Martinsville, a lot of people associate the, the track with, there's two things that are really cool that they have there. First off, if you win the race, you get a grandfather clock. And that that's a really neat. You know, of all the trophies, this is one of the most coveted ones that the drivers want. And, and they're not easy to get, but they're beautiful. And it's a beautiful grandfather clock. It's just the tradition my wife did a story for uh, our racedaysa.com website. If you go back into the, uh, the search on the site about what's a, it's called "What's a Clock Have to Do with It?" It's the title of the uh, of the of the of the story, and and she she looked into the history of the the grandfather clock and everything, and she explains about the history behind it, why they award it how long they've been doing it, what, who makes the clock. It's really interesting. It's too long to go into here, but go to my website and search it out and read it. It's really interesting, the whole history behind it and, and why it says such a special trophy. And so the, the other thing I wanted to mention was is the Martinsville hot dogs. <laughs> because oh, yeah. now you, you, you don't like them. <laughs> I've never had one, but I don't intend to either. A, it looks horrible. That bright red, neon red, whatever it is, and then they put mustard and what is it, mustard and relish, but chili on it, and I don't know. It's like mustard doesn't go with chili. You don't put mustard and chili. You either have a chili dog or you and have coleslaw, a damn hot dog. right? Coleslaw. Coast- I don't know. I'm like, but you don't put chili with that shit. That's a chili dog. Yeah. <laughs> if well, you want a hot dog. Have a hot dog. Actually, we have a story that Dixie did for her uh, Dixie's Drinks and Eats about the Mar- the story behind the Martinsville hot dog, and she she has the recipe on there. So if you um, search out the uh, Martinsville hot dog uh, story uh, on 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 the same website racedaysa.com, there's a story that we did, and one of the things that we put into the story that she put in there was a video on YouTube that our friend Matt Dillner. Mm-hmm. put together he actually did a story a video story we embedded the story and gave him credit for it and everything and of, out of all the stories on my website and i've got over three thousand stories now since since we started racedayessay.com in um 2016 that martinsville hot dogs story <laughs> has gotten more hits than any other thing i've written wow. and and it's if you go to Google and search Martinsville hot dogs, it's like the third or fourth thing that comes up on the list of, you know, the stories and things about it. And you can watch the video that Matt Delner did, and it's pretty pretty interesting. He did a really good job when that's when he was back doing producing stories and everything. Now he works with Dell Junior and on the Dell Junior download and some of the other 
things that uh, Dirty Mo Media produces. But anyway, um, check that out. But so those are the two things I wanted to mention about that's special about Martinsville, not just the racing. We're, we're going to have to check in with uh, with Matthew Kemp, who predicted that he would have 25 uh, hot dogs this weekend, which oh, I, I feel sorry for his girlfriend when he goes home. But I also wanted to um, to let folks know I watched a story uh, or a show on a series, I guess, this past week on FS1, and it was called Masters of Martinsville. And go and look for it on on demand if you can, or see if it's going to be shown again. And it shows all the way back the history of Martinsville, how it was built, the family that's run it. Um, Richard Petty's long, long streak of, of dominating Martinsville and then DW coming in and then Denny Hamlin being another one. And I mean, just some of the guys who have won there in the past or Jimmy Johnson, I'm sorry, was another one that dominated. They all thought that Jimmy might be the one that could break Richard Petty's record there of, of wins that he has. Um, but one of the interesting things, Mike, that I, that I saw on there is they talked about one year they did away with that hot dog. They had a different hot dog. And at like not even halfway through the race, I mean, people were pissed. The the fans yeah. were pissed. The crew members were pissed. Well, Mr. France made a call or called down immediately and was like, we got to do something. And in the middle of the race, they got the old hot dog back and started selling the old hot dog <laughs> because people were so pissed off. And the hot dog to this day is still $2 is how much those hot dogs cost. Yeah. So, uh, interesting. And, I just thought that was an interesting story that they tried to go with a different hot dog and there was outrage. Well, I remember our, our good friend, Jason Allison, who we used to be on with, uh, here at tracks Mac radio, uh, years ago. Uh, matter of fact, I ran into uh, Jason. He's, um, was at the circuit of the Americas and said to tell you, hi, oh, awesome. Jason, Jason's done a lot of work with NASCAR, NASCAR media productions on and off over the years. And he's, done different videos and stories and everything that with the production of that. But I remember Jason talking about how many hot dogs he would try to eat. And some of those, some of those guys would have actually a contest of how many you can eat during a weekend. So, well, they say if you walk through on the garage walls, there's, it's like jail cells, you know, they're counting down the days, (laughs) but there's hash marks everywhere from the crew members keeping track of how many hot dogs that they've had because they do, they run contests, not just the crew members, but media members as well. So gross, gross, gross. Like, can you imagine having to clean the bathrooms there? Oh, ah, ah. sorry. (laughs) Gotta be, but, but, uh, but they sure are popular and, um, and Dixie's uh, part of her article is about how you can get if you can get the wieners uh, shipped to you, you could actually make this at home. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm going to pass it, on that. It has it has the, has the recipe. So, uh, <laughs> and one one year we did some hot dogs, but we didn't had the Martinsville hot dog wieners, but we we made them kind of like that, and they're not bad. I mean, it's just different. <laughs> you know, we we got all the the slaw and all the I think it's coleslaw that goes on there, and and. Um, we we tried them and just for fun, you know. Before we switch over and go to IndyCar really quick, and I meant to tell you this off the air, but so my son Donovan has never been to a race yet. You know, remember I took Caleb a few years ago. Oh. I always wanted to wait till my kids were um, over eighteen so I could take them and like you know get them uh, passes and stuff and get them back in the garage area and that whole thing so they could see everything from um, from behind the scenes. You know, kind of what mom does at the track or whatever. And Donovan yet still hasn't gone, but he messaged me the other day, um, actually right before Richmond, 
And I just I thought this was so awesome. So the USO has mm -hmm. tickets at different racetracks for military members for free. They had some at Richmond. Um, you know, Donovan's in Norfolk, Virginia, so he had a kind of a choice. Um, they have them in Richmond. They don't have them for Martinsville, but they have them for Bristol, and then they have them for Charlotte. And I said, Donovan Patrick. <laughs> you know, I meant business when I throw the middle name in there. It's oh, like, that middle name. <laughs> I'm like, dude, if you can go to the Bristol race, it's the dirt race, too. I said, I haven't even been to that. And I said, if you can go to that, I, I like, highly recommend that you – yeah. You get your hands on some tickets for that race. So really, I'm kind of waiting to see, but I'm hoping that he gets to go to it. Oh, that would be great, Don. That'd be a great experience. You know, Bristol, uh, it's a shame he couldn't have gone to Richmond. That's probably the closest track to uh, where he is in uh, Nor 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 Norfolk, is it? Yeah, in Norfolk. So. Yeah, but, uh, but I hope he gets to have that opportunity to actually do that. I know it stinks because I'll be up there in May. Um, the middle of May, I'm going up there for a week to see him and hell the damn all-star races that coming is that weekend. The following weekend when I come back is there in Texas and I'm like, crap, cause we were really hoping that the races would be up there in the Virginia area or North Carolina area so that maybe I could go with him to, to a race. But, um, well, we spoke about Jimmy Johnson's dominance in the past at Martinsville. Um, how about Jimmy Johnson coming off of that sixth place finish at Texas Going into this next race now, uh, yeah, he's going in yeah. there with some confidence. Yeah, he sure is. And we have some audio, Don. And but I, before I play it, I just want to mention that the the IndyCar series returns to action in Long Beach, California. It's going to be an 85 lap, uh, 167 mile race on the, on the 11 turn street course there in Long Beach, 1.9 miles in length. And um, they so they had the race on the on the Texas Motor Speedway Oval. This will be the third race of the season, and Johnson comes in on cloud nine. I mean, he had a great finish at Texas, and uh, so here's what he had to say coming into uh, Long Beach this weekend. Super excited to get back to Long Beach. Um, it's a place that I you know, spent so much time dreaming of racing on as a kid. Had a great experience when I was there in the fall. Um, had a great run, you know, I was able to pass some cars late in the race and have one of my better, more competitive races. Uh, so hopeful, having a, hopeful that having a few more races under my belt, test session, uh, two test sessions actually, that my progression uh, will allow me to qualify higher and then obviously run higher in the race. And Don, you know, Jimmy, uh, still in the learning process of running these, these tracks and, um, you know, he uh, didn't ha had a mediocre race at, at the season opener in St. Pete. Then, you know, f backs it up with a great finish at Texas. A lot of confidence. I wouldn't be surprised to see him run really well at Long Beach. Uh, this is a track that he, you know, like he said, as a kid, he would, you know, loved it. Th this is the 38th year they've done an IndyCar race there on, at the Long Beach uh, Street Course. And it's a uh, – I've actually been – in Long Beach when the IndyCar race has been um, held, but I haven't been to the race there, but my grandmother lived there. And I remember, I mean, the, the, the area, the people in the area really support the IndyCar. I mean, this is, this is one of the second oldest race next to the Indy 500 on, on the, on the tour uh, of the circuit right now. And um, so it's got a lot of tr tradition and everything. And, and it's, uh, it's beautiful down there by the water and everything. They used to run this race at the end of the season. Was it like the season, the closing race? or It was always during the summer. 
Okay. Or maybe toward the end, because I remember when I was a kid going out there, that's when I would go out there to see my grandmother and spend time with her two or three weeks in the summer. And that's when that's when I always remember it being like in maybe like in July, late July toward the, the season, toward the end. Because they, what they do, they'd run that race and they'd run the race like I think up in Portland. Uh, there's a race up in Portland that they would okay. run and finish it up up there. So before I uh, play the next audio, I just want to mention uh, it was Colton Herta that won this race last year and uh, Joseph Newgarden got the uh, the pole. So uh, those two guys are going to be um, – beating and banging on each other and and uh elio is uh has the qualifying lap record there and and so there's gonna be this, a good group of guys and one of them is uh who's coming back this week is uh jack harvey and he, if you remember at texas dawn he had the bad wreck and got his bell rung pretty good and was not cleared to, to race in the um the sunday race and they had to uh, get santino ferrucci who lives up in the Dallas area to fill in for him. And Santino had a pretty good run, but, uh, but Jack Harvey's back. He spoke to the media this week about the race at Long Beach. And here's what old Jack had to say. I'm really excited for Long Beach. You know, last year we had a, a really great race. You know, we showed a plenty of speed. We started toward the back. We ended up finishing seventh. Uh, so it's track that I personally feel like I was, had good history at. I was on pole there in Indy Lights. Unfortunately, we had an incident in turn one, which took me out of the race. Uh, so Long Beach is just a track that I look at with, you know, incredible optimism for just how I can perform. I know the team might not have had the result that they could have had last year, but I know the cars were quick. So, um, yeah, I think at this point, just excited to be back in the car for Long Beach and our 45 Hy-Vee Honda. Long Beach in general is a, a really tricky circuit. I think there's so many corners where you're really rolling a lot of speed through there trying to get a nice balance of the rear just rotating enough without adding any additional understeer uh, you know obviously such a long straight so you want to try and run the car as trim as possible but as I just mentioned there's a lot of corners there that are really quite challenging so um, I think trying to find that perfect balance of mechanical balance aero balance uh, is obviously going to be quite difficult but um, you know I'm, I'm really excited about as a team the direction that we're heading I know the first two races haven't gone how we would have all hoped they might have. That being said, I think there is a lot of optimism in the team right now. I think we're doing a lot of really good things. We just need to put together uh, a complete weekend. And the best thing that's happened to me since Texas is that I got medically cleared to drive. And at that point, I think the way we've been approaching it is if we're medically cleared to drive, we're medically cleared to try and go and win. So that's going to be our goal. And win he might do. You know, he might win this weekend if he puts it all together. So keep an eye on Jack Harvey. He's- yeah, I like him. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Another guy that's going to be um, racing is uh, Mr. Courtney Force. <laughs> Graham Ray, Ray Hall. We say that on the NHRA side. We call him Mr. Courtney Force. <laughs> but uh, but Gra- Graham's a great guy. He's you know married to Courtney Force, on, who's a former NHRA funny car driver. I say former. She's not racing right now. After she had her uh, baby. Um, I think they had a baby, what, last year or the year uh-huh. before? And but uh, but Graham's real excited um, to uh, he, he this is like a home race for him because the Force family lives not too far from um, they live in Yorba Linda, California. It's not too far from uh, Long Beach, maybe a 30, 45 minute drive. And um, so they're all the all the Force family is going to be there. But anyway, Graham met with the media and here's what Graham had to say going into Long Beach. Long Beach is a huge race weekend for us. Uh, it's outside the Indy 500. I think Long Beach is. Uh, likely the second largest race of the entire season. 
lot of history, 40 plus years there. Um, always a beautiful place to race. And, you know, IndyCar racing, and I think the Long Beach Grand Prix is a huge part of the fabric of Southern California, and particularly that city, uh, to get it back on track. And so we're excited to go. It's kind of become a second home race for me with my wife being from 20 minutes or so down the road. Uh, a lot of family, a lot of friends go and, uh, you know, hoping for, for a great result. We've been very competitive there in recent times. Um, we've been able to, uh, to get up front. I think last year in particular, uh, the car was very fast. Just got a little bit unlucky in the race. And so obviously we're going to try to get the, the courts machine up front and, um, try to find a way to win this thing. I mean, I, I have been close, finished on the podium, finished second a bunch of years ago. It would be nice to, to finally get a Ray Holland victory lane out there in Long Beach. Historically, we have done well there, and particularly over the last, I would say, three to four years. I think finishing the top five a couple years consecutively, and then last year uh, we were quite quick, but uh, got caught out with an unlucky yellow. Um, you know, that, that does happen. Unfortunately, on the street courses, when you get caught out like that and you have to cycle, you, you do cycle towards the back of the field. There's just not much that, that you can do. So uh, we do expect to have a very competitive car, though. In fact, the setup that we'll go there with is very similar to what we would have raced there uh, with at the end of last year. So expectations are high. Uh, belief that we can go win is, is definitely there. Um, you know, we've, we've been close many times, I think, as a family. My dad finished second there several times. I finished second there. Ray Hall's never won, though, uh, so it would definitely be kind of, I think, on, on, on the bucket list of, of family things to do would be to, to win Long Beach, and so hopefully we can get it done. And hopefully he will, Don. I mean, Graham's a great guy, and he, um, he's he been close, and it would be great to see the, him be the first Ray Hall to get a victory at that track. Graham hasn't had a victory in a, in a while, so it would be good to see him, like you said, get back up there and uh, take a checker flag or two. And Don, if uh, if anyone has Peacock Premium, Premium, they can see the practice sessions live on Friday at three fifteen. They're going to have another practice session uh, on Saturday morning at eight forty five on on the Peacock Premium channel, and then at noon they're going to have qualifying for the um, for the race. That's it's knockout qualifying. There's three rounds of knockout qualifying that will also be on Peacock Premium live. And then on Sunday, the race uh, warm-up is at 9.30 on Peacock Premium. And then at noon, it switches over to the NBC network, uh, the regular NBC. So uh, that will be on the air. They go on the air at noon. Engines start the engines. The command to start the engines at 12.38. And then the 85-lap, 167.28-mile race is at 12.45. The official name is called the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach. And again, it's going to be on NBC or Peacock Premium if you have it. And that will be televised live. And like I said, it's uh, the 38th running of this event on this historic street course. So uh, I'm excited. I always liked the Long Beach race, mainly because I, I've, you know, I had a tie there with my grandmother living there and spending so much time there. It's such a cool place to visit. And and um, one of these days I'm going to get out there and see a race. Yeah, no, that would be – I've never – I mean, and God, just the, that Long Beach area is beautiful. So, I mean, I would love to 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 see a race out there as well. Hell, I'd just like to go there. It really is, and, and it's um, worth going to sometime. The, the, the beaches are different. You know, the water is extreme. I don't know if you've ever been to California – or that got in the Pacific Ocean, but the water is extremely cold, you know, compared to like the Gulf of Mexico. I've never, 
I've been to, I flew into San Diego and got a rental car and drove from San Diego through the mountains into Yuma, Arizona. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then drove back and, and, <laughs> and, and, uh, flew out of San Diego. So that's, that's the only California that I've been to or part of California, I should say. One of these days I want to do the, uh, trip where you, uh, start in San Diego and go all the way up the Pacific coast highway to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. They say that's a beautiful drive. I've been to the central part of California where um, San Luis Obispo and uh, um, Cambria and, and um, that, that area where the, they have the all the elephant seals that lay around on the beach and everything. It's beautiful up there near the Hearst Castle and everything, just south of Carmel and Monterey. And it's a beautiful area, but I've never made it up to Carmel or Monterey or, or San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So on the bucket list, going to do it one of these days before... Before I kick off, <laughs> I no, I mean it, you got to, you definitely have to. Yeah. And Dawn, I guess the only other thing I want to mention is uh, the NHRA uh, had their four wide nationals out at the um, Strip at Las Vegas this past weekend, and we had um, some great racing. Uh, the, the crowds weren't too too bad; they had a pretty decent crowd. Four wide drag racing—that's where four cars go down to the track at the same time. You know, those cars are like 11,000 horsepower, so that's over 40,000 horsepower of engines and, you know, vehicles going down. It's, you know, you've seen it at the Texas Motorplex. Two of them are loud enough. Imagine the four of them going down and how, how the, you talk about shaking the, the ground and everything. But um, when it was all said and done, um, Brittany Force, Courtney's sister, um, she got the win in, in the Monster Energy uh, Dragster. This is her first win in the season, and she's been close all year so far and had a lot of, you know, runner-up finishes in, in 2021, but she got the win in top fuel. Uh, Ron Caps, he's got a new team this year. He's actually the car owner of that team after they left on Schumacher Racing. Uh, Ron got the win in the um, uh, funny car division. And then in the pro stock, it was the Texas girl from Houston, Erica Enders. She gets the win in the red uh, elite uh, motorsports uh, Camaro. And um, her sister, uh, Courtney, they did the um, the videos before the – got to get them on. They do uh, – I don't know if you ever seen Courtney do the britches check. No. It's, okay, so – we got to get her to got to get her on and to tell the story, but they do a live video, a Facebook live it where she goes around and what, what color underwear are you wearing? She has all the, uh, they started wearing red, the team man, team members to, for Erica is, is for good luck. So she goes around with the, with the camera. It's funny. It's the funniest thing. And all these old guys on the crew, they're, they're showing, you know, what, what, what they pulling their shorts down or whatever, showing what color they're wearing. That's it's hilarious. funny. It's, and some of them have, you know, funny stuff, you know, on them and everything. And, and, um, it, it is hilarious. But then they do the, they call it, uh, drive that bitch back. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what, what, uh, Courtney gets in the car with Erica and they drive from the, from the grandstand where the victory lane winner circle is, they drive, drive the car back to the pit area and everybody's waving and cheering and everything. And, and Courtney's in there with the, I have to send you the, the video, but Courtney's in, she's in the car 
filming her sister driving and they're celebrating everything, but they call it drive that bitch back. Awesome. And they they have a hashtag for it and everything. It's, it's great. So she, uh, Erica won the, uh, uh, the pro stock race in the, the, this past Sunday, which is really, really good. She's doing really well this season. We have some audio from here. We're going to hear in a minute. I wanted to mention that the motorcycles, the pro stock motorcycle drivers were off. Uh, this past weekend, but they'll be uh, coming to Houston in a couple of weeks. So, so we, we're off next this weekend and next weekend. Uh, let's see, I think next weekend is uh, Easter, I believe, right? Uh, yes. And then the following weekend, 22nd through 23rd, is when they the, they come back to Texas for the, the race in Baytown, which is right outside of Houston, the NHRA Spring Nationals. Now, unfortunately, this is the last race supposedly ever at this track the track has been sold they're going to hold the final event but then today i hear the construction project is on hold the owner the new owners of the land have leased the track back to the the original owners that's why they're holding this race this year and they're not ready to start the construction until maybe 2024 2025 so there may be another race in 2023 wow drama so so they're saying that this is the final race, but there could be another one. But anyway, we <laughs> don't like, know. Sounds like some NASCAR driver retirements. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like what, Mark Martin? Didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> How many times did he pull that? Mark Martin and Terry Labonte. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I remember it was the, the farewell tour that never ended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anyway, but they, uh, at the, at Erica Ender's, Post-race press conference they had there in the media center at, at Vegas, one of the questions was asking, they asked her about the race at Houston because, you know, she, this is the, this is the young lady who the movie right on track, the Disney movie was made based on her life story when she and Courtney were young kids growing up running junior dragsters. And they, um, Disney did a movie on, on air, mainly, it was mainly Erica because she was the, the real racer Courtney race too, but they, the sisters had a little rivalry going when they were young running, um, uh, junior dragsters. And then they made this movie featuring Erica. And so, um, Houston raceway park, which is in actually in Baytown has been a very special place for her. Uh, because you know, that's where she grew up as a kid. That's where she cut her teeth and got started and everything. So she, uh, talks about what that means to her, that this is the final race. So, Here's what Erica had to say. Yeah, um, you know, it's a little bit sad in a way. You know, if I, I ever had kids, I won't be able to take them back and show them where I, where I got my start professional drag racing. I mean, I had my first runs ever when I was eight years old in a junior dragster down that racetrack. So I've been going there for 31 years. And before that, um, you know, my sister and I going out there to watch my dad race. He raced sportsman for a lot of years. And um, it just holds a lot of really fond memories there. Um, as you mentioned, in 04, we got our first national event win there in Supergas. And... I was able to race my college roommate at the time in the finals, so it was definitely a lot of fun. And then um, our first victory there in Pro Stock was in 2014. We came back and won in 15, but that was in 14. That was the first race that my dad was at Pro Stock wise to see me win. So um, just a lot of really special memories. So sad it's going away, but um, we're going to try to make the best of it and, and go out with a bang. You know, hometown races are always a giant cluster with with people and family and friends, but uh, that makes it. You just got to 
try to focus a lot harder when you're in those environments. And I'm looking forward to going home and see if we can grab us another one. And I was there in 2014 and 2015 to see her get those wins. And uh, I wasn't there in, in 04 when she ran super gas, but I was there in 14 and 15. And that was really cool to see her win at her home track. And and she's, she's a pretty cool racer. I've always liked Erica. That's one of those titles that I don't know that I would be happy to, to have. Super gas champion. <laughs> just, yeah. I don't know. If you don't, there's a lot of explaining that has to go on for that yeah. one. I'm just saying. Exactly. But, um, well, no, I mean, she's, she's an amazing story. I still have never seen that movie. I've got to go watch that movie. Yeah. It, I think it's on, uh, they have it on demand, I believe. Uh, I like on Disney on demand. Disney and it's, it's a, it's a cute movie and it was, uh, I saw it years ago, uh, actually right after it came out, didn't even know that Erica made the movie. I was just going through and I saw this right on track and it was on drag racing and I watched it and I thought that's the Erica Ender's that I know as a racer and, and finally got to meet her and, and then the, the story just goes on. So crazy, crazy, crazy. Well, crazy. well, Mike, uh, I, I guess yeah. I have a little bit of a voice left. Let's, let's give our picks for, for this week for Martinsville. Who are you going oh. with? Okay. So, you know, I've been watching these guys, um, uh, how they did at Richmond, and and I'm I'm strictly going on past performance. I know it's a new car on on this track. I'm not sure what we're going to see, but I'm going to go Martin Truex Jr. for the win. I think okay. his fourth place finish at Richmond get, get, gave him the confidence. My long shot is going to be um, Kevin Harvick because I think Harvick is right there. He's really close, and I've been wanting this guy to get a win so he can complete the. Uh, Hendrick Motorsports guys, so my really really long shot is going to be Chase. I mean, he's won he won there before at the track, and 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 uh, I think he's going to maybe do it as my really long shot to get in and complete the Hendrick f- four pack of drivers to be in the playoffs. So uh, that's who I'm going to go for this time. Those are all great picks. I was actually going to pick Truex as well, but since you picked him first, I will change. So I'm going to go Ryan Blaney. Okay, uh, the win. Uh, I told you I'm going to keep picking this guy every week till he wins. Daniel Suarez up there again this past week, uh, ran really well there at Richmond. So I'm going to go with Suarez as my second pick. My really, really long shot. It's funny that your long shot was chase. Um, I'm going to go kind of in the same boat as far as a guy that we're just shocked is not in victory lane yet. And I'm going to go my really, really, really long shot to win at Martinsville. Kyle Bush. Yeah. So I'll, I'll say that. When was the last time we we thought that Chase Elliott and Kyle Bush would be really, really, really long shots? But I know. Um, so, so there we go. We'll we'll see how we go. Like I said, I'm I'm gonna keep going Suarez. He'll be one of the three picks every week till he gets a win because he's just he's so close. He's right there. He is, and he's gonna surprise us one of the, one of these weeks. And and so we have uh, Martinsville this week, and then Bristol's on deck, and. And Dawn, I think um, you know we're in we're in for a few weeks of really great racing. So I'm excited. I can't wait to turn on the TV and get started watching some great beating and banging. Well, that's I plan on doing the same thing. Um, and unfortunately, my husband and my you know my mom lives up here with us now uh, up in Dallas, and she was gone for about a month there in San Antonio during spring break, taking care of my sister's kids and going to baseball games with my nephews and stuff. And so she came back about a week ago and here last night, Craig and I got a new car 
And he messages now, and he's like, uh, he he's ready to like open her up on the road. It's a hybrid, and he's ready to open her up on the road and see what she can do. So I think we're driving to Oklahoma on Saturday just for the day, just to I don't know. My mom's gonna take us. You know, my mom's from there, and so she's gonna take us somewhere. Well, stop uh, by one of those casinos and put a dollar bill in. Maybe you'll win enough to pay that car off. I, I, I haven't <laughs> been to Windstar in a while. Windstar's where I go. Treasure Valley, I've gone there quite a few mm-hmm. times. And then there's another one in Durant, Choctaw Casino yeah. in Durant that I like to go to as well. But if I get in the casino, we ain't going to see anything else because I'll be in the casino all day. And, and likely we'll be, end up watching the race in the casino as well because um, I never make a quick trip to the casino. It's... Yeah, that we but we we love Windstar. We go up there quite a bit now that we live this close. So yeah, Windstar has been a long time su- supporter and sponsor at Texas Motor Speedway, and I have a cool backpack with this says Windstar on it. So yeah, yeah, the red one. So so do you the red? No, one. my red one finally died. I had to get. I had to throw it away. Yeah. Oh yeah, man, totally I still have mine. It's in good good condition. Wow, I still have my black. Um, duffel bag the one that we have yeah. the, but and i think that's a texas motor speedway win but uh yeah. yeah no but i do have some free windstar garb that we got from like spinning the wheel when yeah. they used to go out there we'd spin that roulette wheel thing and win I remember water bottles and i oh i know what i have it's not in here it's in it's in the closet i have the checker flag the windstar checker flag oh yeah the checker flag <laughs> i remember that whoa i just got like buzzed by a gnat or something here in my <laughs> Well, all right, Mike. Well, um, I will be hopefully uh, have a voice back, although a lot of people may prefer that I not get my voice back. But um, we'll see. Hopefully I get it back and I'm going to go drink some hot tea and get ready for bed. (laughs) All right. Well, take care of yourself and uh, we'll do it again next week. All right. Well, you guys have a great week. Enjoy Martinsville. Go Dell Jr. We'll talk to you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.